you're listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. I want you to picture this. You're attracting dream clients simply by just being yourself. You're writing captions and content for social media that doesn't feel like pulling teeth. Your audience and email list is full of engaged and connected people. You're building a reputation, getting recognized in your industry as an expert. You're more clear than ever about your vision, goals, and strategy and exactly how to bring them to life. You feel professional and confident as you're showing up online and you're making purposeful and intentional decisions in your business. Not to mention your products and services are binge worthy and they're selling out fast. But why does it feel like getting there takes so long? When you think of these brands, Nike, Just Do It, A Big Bullseye, Target, Mouse Ears, Disney, you know exactly what they are even if I didn't tell you the name of those brands. And the reason why you know them, whether you love them or not, is because they have done their branding homework. But for some reason, early stage entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, mompreneurs, maybe you, skip this because of three reasons. We think it's going to be really expensive and we would have to hire an agency and bring on a strategist or a designer. We think that we're not ready. We're not big enough for a brand strategy yet. Or maybe it's because we're not clear and confident in knowing how it's actually going to impact our business and help us grow. But here is the big lie. Most people believe that in order to have a binge-worthy brand and an active, engaged, sign-me-up-for-everything type of community, you have to already be bigger. A bigger team, a bigger bank account, bigger email list, bigger offers, bigger reputation. And I get it. I get the lie. Because the brands that you see that are slaying it in the online space, the ones that you just want everything that they want to be a part of, are already bigger. But the reality is, and the truth is, that these brands got bigger because they did this brand strategy work first. The brand strategy work has to come before you have the bigger team, the bigger bank account, email list, offers, reputation, etc. Target, they wouldn't be Target if they waited until they were ready to have their brand strategy figured out. They are target because they have clear messaging. They know what their customers need before their customers even know they need it themselves. You don't have to be bigger to do this brand strategy work, but you do have to do the brand strategy work if you want to become bigger. And maybe you're wondering what actually is brand strategy? And it's kind of funny because it's really not just one thing. It's like this culmination, this cocktail of all of these different, sometimes hard to identify pieces, like your vision, your difference, your story, your voice, your values, your value proposition, understanding your dream clients, your visuals, your touch points. There's 13 of them actually in total, uh, pieces of your brand strategy. And I want to share with you that I have a product that does exactly this. 
It's called the Brand Strategy Blueprint. It's brand new. I have taken all of the things that I have utilized with my one-on-one clients in past offers that I have had that have worked really, really well, and I've put them together in one all-in-one place brand guide. This is a full template system with video tutorial so that you can actually create a 13-step brand strategy for your own unique business without the big budget needed, without design skills needed. There's not 20 hours of videos or a 150-page workbook that you have to figure out. It's just exactly what you need to create a complete brand strategy all on your own. This customizable brand strategy guide is going to give you the ability to imprint your brand into the heart and mind of your dream clients so that every time they see or think about your industry, they think of you and only you. You can find out all of the information about Brand Strategy Blueprint inside of the show notes. I've put a link there. The cart is open just for a couple more days. There's some incredible bonuses that save you time and energy and totally save you money. It's a great deal. I would love for you to have the Brand Strategy Blueprint so that you can get a 13-step brand strategy um, implemented into your business You'll get my step-by-step checklist that's going to show you exactly how to make sure all 13 pieces of your brand strategy are implemented into the actual business itself and the outward-facing pieces. I'll tell you where each piece of your brand strategy should go, where it should show up in your business, and how you can start becoming a magnet for your dream clients today. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Branding podcast. I've got Jamie here with me. She is an online marketing strategist and business coach who works with driven entrepreneurs to focus on one signature program to grow and scale their online business. Um, Jamie and I have uh, been colleagues aside each other for basically the last year. Um, working closely together in a mastermind and she has recently started um integrating more of human design into her business coaching. And like I said, building your business, growing it um, and scaling with a single offer. And so I'm really excited to have you here, Jamie, because I want to talk about um, human design and how it supports, can support um, the way that you navigate uh, growing and scaling your business. And I would assume um, creating specific offers that are more aligned with uh, what would work for who you are as a human and you're um, being led by your human design. So welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, totally. So can you give us a little background into who is Jamie? Um, what kind of got you to get into this online space? How long have you been doing this work? Give us the, give us the down low. Yeah. So I'm Jamie. <laughs> Um, and I started my business when I was 20. It originally started out as a website design company. And then I added in social media marketing, uh, management services. And then we added in funnels and I grew my team and I built an agency. And then I decided I really hated the agency, um, and moved into more of the coaching and online course creator space. Um, I've been in business 18 years this month, actually. Amazing. Yeah, 
that's crazy. So um, I transitioned, I, I would say 2020, beginning of 2020, really transitioned out of my agency into the, the coaching and in online business space. But I had been supporting online entrepreneurs since 2010. Um, and I'm, I love it. It's a lot of fun. And it's a, one of the biggest things that I saw that was missing in my agency was really this like integration of things, right? So we would always come in and we would handle social media and we would do social media and be like, okay, well, what are we driving traffic to? And they're like, oh, the website. And I'm like, the website, <laughs> how, like, why are we driving traffic to the website? Like you want to grow your email list or you want to this, or we would drive traffic to an email list. And then we later find out nobody was even emailing the email list. And so there <laughs> pieces that were kind of missing, which is where I um, really came up with this idea of like an online business ecosystem and everything really being integrated together. And that's what I always saw was missing. And ironically enough, all my social clients, when we pulled them, they said that uh, their favorite thing about working with us was the coaching and strategy with me. And so it was just kind of a natural fit. And that's how we ended up where we are today. <laughs> I love it. So do you have a team still today? Um, I know that you've shifted out of the agency model, but do you still have like support? And I do. Yeah. I have um, one full-time person and then, you know, three or four part-time people. So we still have a team, just not as big of a team as, as I had in my agency. I had like five full-time people and then three or four contractors back then. Awesome. Yeah. What, um, what type of uh, businesses are you working with right now? So I work with mostly coaches, service providers. I get a lot of therapists and authors as well. So people who have generally been working in a one-to-one -one fashion that really want to make that jump into a one-to-many model, whatever that looks like for them, mm -hmm. uh, simply because they're, they've either A, run out of time or they've, they've B, run out of energy to continue to support, um, people in the one-on-one -on -one setting. And a lot of times, like with somebody who's like a therapist or an author, or even a coach, you know, they, they're experts in their field. Most of my people, they've, they've been around the block, like they've grown mm -hmm. their business. It's sort of plateaued, but they're like, okay, well now what? Cause they really want to make a bigger impact in the world. Yeah. Can you talk about the one to like one-to-one -one is clear, right? That's, typically a, you pay me, we're going to do this in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Um, but you call it a one-to-many. What does that look like? I think of a digital asset or digital product or something, but like, what does one-to-many look like for you and your clients or how do you define that? Yeah. Great question. So for me, one-to-many one can be many different business models. Um, I think a lot of times people are like, here's this blueprint and you go implement that. And I really feel like that, like that one size fits all model doesn't really work. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I think about one-to-many, it could be a group coaching program. It could be a course. It could be a membership. It could be a self-study program. It's just something that you're delivering to many people at one time. And it really, okay. uh, it really depends on who you are as a person, how you want to show up in your business, how you want to support your clients and the transformation that you want to get them. And that's really what I focus on helping my clients figure out, like, what is that signature one-to-many program or offer look like for you? And then how are we going to, you know, get there? Okay. What does that look like? That process of 
figuring out because I think for some people, um, it's so easy to just to go from inspired, like, oh, I'm inspired to create this product, right? But um, as we segue into talking about human design, I think about um, my own. I've I've studied human design a little bit. I'm absolutely no expert, um, but I, you know, I know what my human design is. I actually been meaning to do like a full chart reading, yeah. which is like. I know that's where the real like juice is at. Um, yeah. But one of the things that stuck out to me when, as I continue to like expand and research on, um, I'm a manifesting generator, by the way. So as I kind of continue to dive into that, one of the, one of the, um, the things, right. Is that I'm best, um, not creating out of inspiration and instead creating from a need and from listening to what, um, people need from me and, and I will find more success and joy in my work when I'm doing things that way. And so I find it so interesting because when it comes to like, as I kind of bring that into business, um, it's been really helpful because sometimes I do get like, a blip of inspiration for an offer, right? Especially I'm, I'm really, I'm heavily in the one-to-many space. Um, I do have one-to-one, but it's not the biggest part of my business. And, uh, so I'm always sort of like in the R and D phase. I'm always like research and developing and like figuring out new stuff and how can I continue to like add to my library of offers. Um, and sometimes I do get just like a blip of inspiration or a download and I'm thinking, oh yeah, like this is going to be so great. And then I, I do revert back to like, okay, let me, let me like test this out in the field first. Let me like check in with my audience and run this by them and see if this is even something that they're needing or if it, if I'm just excited about it. Um, yeah. So as, when it comes to like content creation, um, how does like human design fit into this or not even content creation, but like offer creation? Yeah. So I love this question and I've been studying human design for almost two years. I started studying it formally last year with just fields. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that there's a lot of ways you can apply it in business and the ways and the, the, the lenses that I've been using, um, is really like offer creation, right? Are you in the right business model for who you are, uh, with your human design showing up in your marketing and then productivity and, and really like team management. Right. And so, for you as an example, right? You're a manifesting generator. So you have to kind of be multitasking. Like that's your sort of like MO as a, as a manifesting generator. Like that's part of who you are as a person to stay engaged and the strategy. And I don't know what your profile numbers are, um, Mm -hmm. but for a manifesting generator, you know, your job is to like visualize what you want to create and then respond. And so you're so spot on and saying like, I need to actually go do R and D to see if people are actually responding and engaging in this, because otherwise you'll end up in a situation where you're creating something that you created because you wanted to create it and your audience isn't necessarily interested in that. And so a lot of times what, what I've been doing is looking at the person's profile, like, are they a manifester, a manifesting generator, um, a projector, a 
just a generator or a reflector, and then also layering in like, what are the lines that they have in their profile? So if they're a three, five or a two, four or whatever that is, and we're basically making recommendations mm-hmm. <laughs> based on this and this, and then coalescing those two things together to determine like, is this the right business model for you? And ultimately at the end of the day, like you still have to trust your instinct and trust your gut. Like these are just recommendations based on what I've seen Mm -hmm. works for the different types. So I don't think it's like a one size fits all approach, but it's definitely a recommendation. Cause I know for me, like I have a lot of manifestor clients. They don't like working with people for long periods of time. They want to like get in, get somebody transformation and get out and go on to the next person. Mm -hmm. And so for them, they'll be like, I want to do a membership or I want to do like a, you know, a mastermind. And it's like, you don't, <laughs> you don't right. like that's completely against how you are designed to work with people. And so human design is a great framework to kind of like a, get to know yourself better, but B also figure out how it's best for you to support clients based on who you are as a person. And so when you kind of coalesce those things together, it can be a lot easier to make decisions in your business. And then we've been layering on, like in the workshop that I just did, I layered on your authority, which in human design, your authority is kind of like how you make decisions. Mm -hmm. And so if you're an emotional authority, you need to ride the wave and basically sleep on it. So I've also been using that with clients to be like, Hey, look, you've got, this as your authority. Like either this is like a, yes, your full body. Yes. Or you need to like wait a day and determine if this is actually the right thing for you. Cause I also think a lot of times especially in business, we get like caught up in the excitement of Mm. creating something new. And then we get into this process and we're like, oh, this was really a no for me, but I'm sort of halfway in this now and I'm sort of stuck doing it, you know? And so that's how I've been leveraging human design. And it's honestly, it's been a game changer for my, for my clients because they have these light bulb moments when they can better understand themselves. And then they look back in their business, like, Oh, that's why that didn't work out. Or like, I can see how this is going to be, um, this is going to turn out differently than it had in the past. I love that. And that feels so, you know, what? sometimes when you're starting a business and you're um, in those earlier stages, you sort of do feel like mapless, right? You're like, I don't really know, like, yeah, you can have a coach or a support system or be taking a course or whatever it is. But like you said, none of that is even one size fits all, right? Like even if you get yourself into a container like that, you may, yeah, pull, you'll pull like nuggets of support and motivation and, um, and sort of like frameworks and guidelines, but, um, never is it like exactly to who you are as a human, like, and, and I also think about like life in general, so much of, so much of like the decisions we made get made like, well, this is for business, but then this is for like regular life. (laughs) You don't like operate your business the way you like operate other parts of your life, but You are the same human being who's like doing both of them. You know what I mean? Really, they're actually the same thing. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true, but yet it's so disconnected. It's so disconnected sometimes. And, um, you know, I I see clients sometimes who are, you know, creating their business and they're doing these things. A lot of times goals are like adapted from someone else's goal and they've just like iterated it into their own 
you know, whatever. And it's, if you even look at without even having human design in it, it playing a factor, you just look at the rest of their life. And I'm like, this doesn't even work for that. Like, why, why is this the goal? Or why is this the business model? Or why is this the offer when none of this works with the, you know, and the part that gets me at the core of all that is like, just you've set yourself up for failure and for disappointment um, and, and to, and struggle as you grow your business. And it obviously doesn't always have to be that way. Like, yeah, there's hard days. And I think like seasons of business that feel tougher than others. Um, But to be able to have some sort of uh, navigation system for the decisions that you make, that's what having something like human design feels like to me um, is like being able to like click your nav on when you're feeling a little like, I'm not quite sure what turn to take here. Yeah, totally. And I, and to your point, I think a lot of times we just, we think like, oh, cause this person had success with it. Like I'll Mm -hmm. be able to have success with it. And then I think a lot of times you listen to some guru who is probably, you know, disconnected from where you are in your business because they're at a different level. And I think there it's, you know, when you can kind of like use human design as the framework. And sometimes we have these things that we have forgotten about or other people have put stuff on us. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, you might feel, I know for me, I'm a three, five projector and I spent my twenties, like working 12, 14 hours a day. Right. And projectors are like non-energy beings. We're supposed to like take it easy and wait for the invitation and Mm. and wait to be recognized. And I was totally operating like a a generator and I was just going, 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 going. And I didn't know how to turn it off. And that's because so much of our society, right. Is in this, like, you have to work, you know, (laughs) nine to five and you have to be doing this and you have to whatever. And when I sort of peeled back the layers there, it had come from my childhood watching my dad do that in corporate America. And I'm like, is this really me that believes that I have to work, you know, eight to six every day to be successful as an entrepreneur? I'm like, no, that's not why I became an entrepreneur. So I think when you can look at your human design and really like kind of peel back these layers that might not necessarily be yours it can become a lot easier to make decisions in your business from a place of like, this is who I am. And one of my favorite quotes is from Warren Bennis and it's becoming a leader is synonymous with becoming yourself. It's precisely Mm -hmm. this simple and also this difficult. (laughs) Cause I think, especially in the online space, you get so much information from so many people and it's hard to really determine like, is this truly what I want to do? Or is this like, am I influenced by somebody? And that's like where hiring an amazing coach like yourself or me or, you know, whoever that can help guide you and really question, like, is this yours? (laughs) Like, is this truly what you want? Because ultimately we create, we create these businesses because we want more freedom. We want to make a bigger impact. We want to make more money. We want to like, whatever it is, right. It's different for everybody, but understanding that being able to kind of connect through that and then having a framework to guide you on days when it's hard and days when it's easy <laughs> is really, really helpful. Cause then you can kind of run it through the, the framework of like, is this in alignment with who I am as a person? Yeah. So what are the, what are the different types of human design, like the manifesting generator, just so everyone listening knows? Yeah. So there's a projector. 
Okay. Their strategy is sort of like wait for recognition or wait to be invited. There's the manifester, which their strategy is to inform. There's the manifesting generator like you that's to visualize and to, um, respond. There's the generator, which is to respond and know thyself. And then there's the reflector, which is to wait. (laughs) There's not very many reflectors. There's only one less than 1% of the population is a reflector. So there's not really, yeah. Yeah. They're like all about in reflecting back their community. So there's not, there's not, if you find a reflector, they're very, very rare. (laughs) I'm like laughing because I'm thinking for some reason, like what just came in my mind was like, I visualized being in like the Amazon and seeing like a very like rare species, like, wow, look at the reflector. (laughs) I haven't met any in the wild yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. Um, One thing I did was I ran my daughters through like, and figured out what she was, which I did that actually like three years ago. And now I forget. Um, and so I need to go back and pull her chart, but, um, I thought it was so interesting because it was like parent parenting someone for their human design. And I'm like, wow, like how empowering it's, it's really, I mean, I've been trying to do this with my two boys and, um, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not super easy. empowering, but it's not easy. And I have, I have a generator, which he's just like, go, 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 go. Like endless amounts of energy that he needs to burn off every day. And then I have a manifester who's very, just like a, a manifestors like to initiate too. So like, he'll be outside in the pool before he even let anybody know that that's what he was going to do. Cause he's just like, get an idea. And then they go. And so <laughs> I think so, my daughter's a generator. I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The generators are very like every day, no matter what, if you don't burn their energy, they won't go to bed for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's us. <laughs> um, but it's really cool. Cause you can kind of look at parenting in a different lens. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the same thing with building your team and your business, right? Like everybody should have a generator on their team. Generators are 70, I think 70% of the population or 65% of the population. Those are the people that are like in, designed to work and do inspired work. And so I, I like looking at it 100% from a parenting perspective, because it's so cool to be able to, to parent my my child to those strengths. Cause I've spent more money than I'd like to admit in <laughs> therapy and kind of unlearning the things that are not mine from, from my childhood. And so I try to really, it's not always easy. <laughs> I, try, I try to parent to who they are as humans. So they don't really have a whole lot of that conditioning and stuff that baggage that's not theirs. I'm laughing because I, the other day I was chatting with a friend and we were talking about therapy and, and, you know, exactly what you're talking about. Just like the, the unlearning of traumas and this and that, that we've just like picked up over the years. I mean, just all the inner child work. Right. And, um, we were joking and saying like, all I'm trying to do are raise kids who like, don't need to spend as much money on therapy as I have to do. And gosh, that's hard. Like there, I am like, you know what? You can work this out when you get older, but you are going in your room. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there's a balance, right? There's a balance with all of it. Like I love having human design as part of my toolbox. Mm -hmm. It is not also like the guiding principle of my life either. 
I look at it as a tool or a framework to help me better manage myself and better manage my relationships and better manage my children. And I think it's like anything else, you know, it's useful if you use it, but I think at the end of the day, honestly, you have to just also be like, Hey, is my heart in this? Like, is this what I actually want to do? Cause if you're not into it, like I was chatting with a woman yesterday and I could just hear it in her voice. She was not excited about her ideal client. And I'm just like, are you sure that's your ideal client? And she was like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, yeah, but when you talk about this, you're more excited than when, when you're, I'm I'm hearing you talk about this. And she's like, I've hired, I don't know, seven or eight coaches. And you're the first person that's ever pointed that out. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I think at the end of the day, you also just, you don't want to build a business that you hate. Like (laughs) I've seen far too many people just burn down their business because they hate it. And I think if you can really build your business from a place of like, Hey, I really love this. I'm excited to do this. Yes. There's going to be days where it's, you know, it stinks Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like anything else. But I think if you can build it from a place of like, Hey, this is really what I want to do. I, I think you end up in a much better place. And like I said, we've been using human design as the framework to help people get there. Cause I think it's hard to know. It's hard to, <laughs> to undo all of that baggage that you've put on for years from other people, whether it's parents or children, like mm-hmm. siblings or whoever, right. Or just like the last coach you hired, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not intentional, but it's like, you have to kind of unlearn, like anytime you pick up a self-help book, there's opinions being thrown at you. Right. And so it's like really trying to distill like what is mine so that you can build a business that you love. Mm -hmm. I love that at the end of the day, like that's what this is really all about is, um, getting clear on what would be most supportive for you. What would give you the most joy? What would allow you to have a business, um, that you can be excited about. So I have a question about, um, when it comes to like offer creation and, and like just shifting maybe from one-to-one into one-to-many and, and kind of like building out more of this, um, business ecosystem, let's call it what happens for those people who, all of a sudden realize like, okay, I don't like this, you know, or like this doesn't feel aligned. Um, or which I feel like is the same or are struggling with like figuring out what it should be. Yeah. What do you have any tips for them? I mean, the transition is not easy. I don't want to sugarcoat that, especially if you're still having to support the same number of one-on-one clients. Um, I think one of the, the, one of the things that I always recommend to anybody who's doing this transition is to do a beta first. And it doesn't matter what, what model you're using, do a beta first so that you're actually getting paid to create the thing. Um, and I think that that's something that not enough people recommend. Mm -hmm. And I, I truly believe like, you don't want to create something that you haven't gotten paid for, especially if it's your first endeavor into a one-to-many model, whether that's a course or a group program or a membership, like you need to get paid to do that. And that's just simply creating, you know, not a full-blown sales page, but a watered down sales page and getting proof of concept. And that might mean you're going to have to actually talk to people to sell them into, the program, but that, that beta launch is 100% a great first step. So you're a getting paid to make that content and B you're saving yourself a lot of the pain of doing a launch and having it go not as you, you intended because you're not sure if there's interest there or not. Mm -hmm. So test, 
test it, <laughs> test it, see if it works. Um, I've gotten into so many conversations with clients on like coaching calls or group calls in my, in my, uh, group program. And, uh, it's like fleshing out all of the details of a certain offer. And then the conversation veers into like, just minute details about, and I'm, and I have gotten so good now at being like, nope, go test it. Like go test it first before you go down the path of what if this doesn't work? Or what if in nine months I want to, you know, then have like these extra calls or whatever the, whatever it is, (laughs) there's always people are going to like this yet, you know? So go out, test it. And it's funny because sometimes I think it takes, um, it takes creating something, the whole thing and the sales page and doing a launch and it not working for people to understand that you like, you've got to test it without all of that stuff. And without that time investment, um, and make sure that it works first. It's like, you can, I, as a coach can say that until my face turns blue. Um, but sometimes people just have to experience the, amount of time and energy that goes into creating something and it not being what they thought it was going to be. Totally. That's, that's all the, the, the three lines in, in human design. If you've got a three or a six in your, your profile, that's, that's, you have to try it for yourself and and learn that it doesn't work. (laughs) I feel like this would be so helpful and save like understanding human design and understanding, um, maybe like what each person is, Right. And being able to like coach them to that. And you'd you'd probably save so much of your time as a coach. Yeah. So much time. This, I started, I started last year, uh, doing like pulling everybody's human design chart. I would be like, Hey, what's your birthday? And we would just, I would just pull the chart and very like, not secretly, but just like, okay, like who is this person? Right. Cause you just, yeah. Don't know. And I would literally coach that knowing like certain people, this, um, like my manifesting generators, they often forget details and then have to go back. Like I would know this about a man. I have a client that's a manifesting generator. She always forgets details and has to go back and then it stresses her out. And so I'd be like, okay, let's get you a support person that will handle all the details for you. Now, now nothing ever, but yeah, I would co- I coach from the place of knowing that about her and would mm-hmm. either be like, okay, let's make sure we do da, 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 to make sure we don't miss these steps. Yeah. Or if you don't want to do that, let's get somebody in place to do that. And I think it's a really, it's a powerful tool to support people in that way. But to your point, right? Like if we, if we know that somebody needs to go try and experience something for themselves, like how can we shortcut that pain? Right. Or how can mm-hmm. we shortcut that learning process? Right. And I think that's part of our job as coaches to help avoid that. And so like, if you're coaching someone and you know, they've got like a, th- I'm a three, five, right. So I'm all about learning the lessons, experimenting, like taking the long way, <laughs> And so I'm the, I'm the person that, that sounds to, painful to me. It's, it is, it is painful, but like, that's part of, that's part of my human design. Right. And I know that. And so I can also go into things being like, rather than this is a being a failure, this is an experiment to see if this is going to work or not. Right. So yeah. I'm not of the mindset where I'm going to like 
make a really big long-term decision. Like, let me try this for 30 days and see if I like this. If I hate this, then I'm not going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. If I love this, then I'm going to expand upon this. And I think oftentimes what happens is, especially who are new in business or new to transitioning into like a group program or course or membership, they think like, I have to have all the details in place. And like my business ecosystem builders program is so different than when I started it four years ago. Mm. The support is different. The way in which I show up is different. And that's because I got in there and I did the beta and then I tweaked it and I honed it and I iterated. I think oftentimes people think like, oh man, I have to scrap everything and start over if I want to make changes. And the reality is you can build a seven figure business with one signature program. It's just a matter of iterating that to get it to the point where you can get amazing outcomes for your clients. And it's in a way that you really want to show up as, as a coach or as a human, you know what I mean? And so I think it's it's hard to see, it's hard to see the forest through the trees when you're first starting. Cause you're like, Oh man, I'm going to do this. And I want to have all these calls and this, what if, and what that, and, and ultimately it's like, no, let's just like, let's iterate it. Let's build it and change it and adapt it to how, you know, and massage it for what's best mm-hmm. for the client at the end of the day. Yeah. I love that. I think there's like a certain, um, relief of like release of pressure thinking like that you always have to be creating something new or like there's a permission in that to course correct along the way. Um, I have a program impactful brand Academy that is, uh, has changed over the last two, three years, like so many times. And what was once a module became a bonus and things got pulled out and now we're reworking it again right now. And, um, and, and rebranding some things. And that's like a part of the, having a signature offer like that is, is, is like there, there does tend to feel these like certain pressures sometimes. And I love that. Um, I love what you shared that it's like, it's actually a part of the process that it's going to change and update and get better and build upon and be taken apart and put back together. Um, because that's really what makes an offer amazing. And any, you know, every, every program, you know, I I look at like, for example, Marie Forleo's B-School, super successful, um, you know, over the last, I think that program has been running for almost 10 years now. Um, that program, I, I signed up for that in like 2015, um, has drastically changed from what it was then to what it is now. Um, and every so often I'll like log in there just to like, I now just log in there just to like check out what's like, what's new, what different like things are being done here. What type of accountability is integrated in here. Um, and so getting into the, the, um, perspective of, you know, my first version of this is not going to be the only version of this. Um, it's going to be, the beta model, right? It's going to be the test model and it's only going to get better from here is such a great position to be in than thinking that the one 
the first version that you create is going to be the best version. And if it's not the best version, then you can't launch it or you can't put it out there. You can't run people through it. Um, I think it was Ali Bjork used the term MVP, the minimum viable product. That's where I first heard it from, but I am sure it's probably been around for a long time, um, is, is like putting together your MVP offer, right? What's the minimum viable product that you can put out there and just get feedback, um, make sure it's going to work and then make it better and better and better over time. Totally. Totally. And I even encourage people if they're comfortable, depending upon, you know, their human design, I'll encourage people to run it live the first time. Like, oh yeah. Don't pre-record anything because you're going to change everything. You will, will want to change the order. Um, I know oftentimes people have like, oh, here's this 13 week course. And I'm like, you are teaching a lot in that 13 weeks. I'm telling you yeah. <laughs> right now, nobody's going to move as fast as you think they're, they're going to move. And you're going to get through two thirds of that information not all of that. And I think that's the thing. You just kind of have to be open to iterate, right. Mm-hmm. And, and adapt and adjust accordingly. And I also think that goes coincides with sort of us as humans, right? Like as our business grows, we sort of change and evolve and we learn and we grow. Right. And mm-hmm. so should the programs that we have in our business, they should grow and evolve and adapt as we learn more about how to better support clients. Like what is the best delivery for this type of content or how can I serve people better? Like, what does that client experience look like? Cause I often think people focus so much on like, let me sell people into this program. And then they often forget on the backside. Like I also need to make this an amazing client experience mm. and a delivery experience. And I think that often gets lost a lot of times in the online space. Like everybody focuses so much on the, the marketing itself. Yeah. yeah. The marketing and selling. And then they forget about like the content and the delivery piece. And if people aren't consuming your content, if they aren't having wins, if they aren't moving forward, then ultimately they're not going to keep coming back to you. They're going to go out there and look somewhere else for the solution uh, mm-hmm. to the problem that they're having. And so when you can kind of always be in that mode of iterating and, and really making this the best version of that course, that's how you're going to have that, that success, like a B-school success, right? <laughs> Yeah. The one, um, one, one thing that just like came in my brain and has been like a learning process over the last couple of months was, is around, um, course or offer creation in general. And, Mm -hmm. and as you, one thing that I've realized is to what you were talking about of like the 13 week thing and so much content. And, uh, I've realized is I've done that many times in many courses that I've created where I just feel like I've got to jam pack all of it into there. Right. And what I've in analyzing results and seeing how, um, people are consuming the content. It's like, they received a full circle experience by week five. And then we just had to keep going. Right. And like (laughs) went into like a whole nother five more weeks. And then that's where they like trickled off. Didn't like, they couldn't quite get that full circle experience again. And so 
it's like, it's now turning into an, okay, how do we just literally cut this whole program in half? Like keep the price the same, cut this program in half so that they get a full circle experience. They get an awesome result and they're stoked and happy. And like, they don't even need to go on to this next five week situation where then they don't get a full circle experience because they already felt successful. And now they're diving into like more things that they're trickling off, not experiencing success. And it dampers their whole experience of the program. hundred percent, you know, and it's like, if we just would have given them the amount on the plate that they needed in order to finish the whole meal, it's like adding in another after meal meal. Yep. And then dessert. It's so common. It's, it's so, common. so common. So and common. so that's my like little nugget for this episode is like, that was such an aha for me. Like when I was like, wow, like they could have just been done with this offer uh, at week five or step five or whatever the heck it is. Right. And not when like, that could have been it period done yep. with the program. And they would have been like, so happy. Yep. It's, it's so true. And I think that's the thing. Whenever I work with someone, I always say like, you want to keep the transformation of the client in mind. Like what is the client's goal in doing this thing? Mm -hmm. You want to distill it down to like the lowest, lowest common denominator to help them get there. Right. So like, what is the simplest way for them to go from here to here? And that works incredibly well in like courses and memberships, you know, in a group program where you're doing something bigger, right. That's a harder, that's a harder thing to accomplish. But I think when you, if you always run everything that you do from a curriculum perspective through the lens of like, is this the lowest common denominator? Is this the easiest way to get from a to L right? Is this the way it really changes the transformation experience for people. And I'm a big believer Um, I've slowly been working through a certificate in like how on like online learning and online learning for, um, adult learners specifically. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I've really been trying to go back and do in all my videos is make like, here's the strategy, like, here's why we're doing this. Right. And then here's, and, and then separating out the how. Because I think some people, they don't care about why (laughs) they're just like, okay, I know I have to do this. So just tell me how to do it. And I've been doing that slowly through all the materials that I have in my programs. And I am finding that that's really, really helpful for people Mm -hmm. and just meeting them where they are. Like I've been putting anything that I can on a private podcast for people, because if there isn't like a tutorial of like, here's how you do this technical thing, like Mm -hmm. they can listen to it on the go. So it's important to meet people where they are with how they consume that content. Cause that's the other piece, right? There's the piece of like, am I giving them what they need or am I over delivering? Right. Cause when you overwhelm someone, they're not going to take action and then meeting them where they are with how they want to consume that content. I love it. This is all so good. <laughs> I feel like we could go on for a long time talking about the human design stuff and just offer creation itself. So maybe we'll have to do a follow-up episode on just offer creation. Um, and how to make a killer offer. Um, where can everyone find you who's listening here? Yeah. So I'm on the web everywhere at www.jamielpalmer.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. We will add all the links to your goods, um, and your site and social in the show notes. Um, anything, any last little tip or anything you'd like to share? I feel like we covered a lot. 
I just, just keep it simple, right? Take one. I'm a huge believer. I map all what I'm going to do out every day. Here's the one or to two to three things I'm going to accomplish every day on a sticky note. And I just make sure that I do that every day. Cause I think if you're going to grow your business, you actually have to work on your business, not just in it. And so yes. like, I'm always like, what's the one thing I'm going to do for my business today to help move it forward. And I think that when I change my mindset, that's when my my business actually started to grow. I love it. Awesome. Well, Jamie, thank you for being here. Um, It was a pleasure to talk to you about this stuff. I'm feeling like I need to go figure out what my numbers are related to my human design because I feel like all I really know is that I'm a manifesting generator. So um, I have to share anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. And um, everyone else, we will see you on the next episode. Awesome.